Hi, guys. What's going on? What's happening? How we doing? How's everyone's Monday? There we go. Let's get this situated. Let's get this live going. What's up, everybody? What's up, pal? What's up, dude? How we doing? Hanging, bro. What's yeah. Doing? Nothing. In the middle of moving. Having a great time. Yeah, I hope I'm here to follow you soon. <laughs> When's the house going to be done? Say goodbye. It's ah, close. Close? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Like they got landscaping done. I think the uh, sod goes in this week. Uh, all the tile work's done. All the cabinets ran. We don't have countertops, um, and there's just like no fixtures. So they got to do they got to do wood the floors. They got to do um, fixtures, shit like oh, that. So like you you are you about a month out? You think? Yeah, I mean I think mid April's legitimate possibility. Nice. I think I've I've just kind of said May first, so. Okay, so if you, if you're in there before before then 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 it's a it's a good thing. We lost Andy. We lost Andy. Service service in the uh, trailer park isn't that good? I guess. All right, I can do this. What's up, Kenny? This is a family program, Kenny. No, we don't have Andy yet. Oh, boy. Hey, you're back. Just kicked me out. Uh, well, you're here now. That's all that's important. That um, is. Do you want watch the World Baseball Classic? No. USA, baby. I just saw what's his name uh, tear his knee up and cost the yeah. Mets what, 50 million? Acting like a clown. Celebrate like, like an adult. Do better. Do a Derek Jeter fist bump and leave the field. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's the captain. Uh, you just don't there, You don't need to be jumping around acting like that. It's not Little League. Uh, wasn't it just like a regular game? Like, there wasn't the championship. No, uh, they're not participating in the championship. So USA... USA beat Cuba yesterday, and then uh, Japan and Mexico are playing right now to play USA. Japan's got a guy throwing who's like 100 to 102, and he's 21 years old. He's like throws two miles an hour harder than Otani. Let's get him on the Yankees. Yeah, no kidding. He's going somewhere. He's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> Good. Good. So. I'm, I'm, I love when they find those, like, gems across, the, like, all over the world. And the Japan, the Japan thing's cool because, like, they either got to, like, they got to do what Otani did, which is leave early <clears throat> and take less money, because it's 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 like oh. the, the the international bonus pool counts after after twenty five, it's wide open. So, like, if Otani would have waited twenty five, they might have had to pay him a hundred million dollars bonus. Really? But, yeah. 
So he's like a he, that they can only pay him. It's 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 cap. USA. It's 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 cap. Uh, but this uh, guy, he, he he might do the same thing. But if he waits till he's twenty five, the problem is if he waits till twenty five, he gets hurt or he sucks. Right. And, he, you know, you never he makes back. nothing. You know, he makes some guts. So Otani comes over here and he's still him. He's still he's got a big league. Right. He's making big league money. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then it, with his first contract he'll get. I mean, it'll be ridiculous. He'll break, he'll break the bank. If you're that so, good, you should. If that's good, you should be able to. It's impressive what he what he does. It's it's. I mean, I you've never nobody we've never seen anything like that before. It wasn't any like top five in strikeouts and top fives in like batting average, home runs, and and RBI. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of it, but but um, it was something silly. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, he's like borderline Cy Young and then borderline. And MVP. the crazy thing is, like, he's – the thing people don't realize is he's, like, one of the fastest players in the big leagues running. And he'd probably be a really, really good defensive outfielder or first baseman if he played there every day. Well, he's a big human, too. He's not a small guy. He's, like, 6'5", 220. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a big, he, big dude. He, he runs, like, three eights to three sixes to first base, which is, like – That's fast. Like Mickey Mantle's speed. That's, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so, like, he, he's – I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, they were saying on the WBC today that he was hitting balls. John Smoltz says he's never seen people hit baseballs where he's hitting them in BP. He's hitting them like off the off the scoreboard in center field in batting practice. Wow, wow, it's pretty ridiculous how good he is. No, yeah, no, he really is. But I mean, I used to do that shit in little league. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it against the best in the world. Yeah, no problem, man. No, no problem. Big deal. <laughs> However, this is the. State of the Union. You know what episode this is? 20. 20. 20. You guys have been tuning in for the last 19 episodes. So, we're not going anywhere. We are proudly sponsored by the... Go Hard Barbell. <laughs> uh, Bird County Barbell and BCB Trading Systems and Wicked Wolf Beer Co. This is the State of the Union. And Andy has our question. Yeah, so um, customization of clients' training, how much, how do you handle it? What's your thought process on it? How much do you train? Like, How much different is all of your clients? And, and when do you begin to make adjustments based on, based on clients' training? How do you do it? Good question. Yeah, I like it. Want to start? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take a little bit of it. So it kind of came up in conversation today, you know, and, and my my thought process was, you know, a lot of my clients' training looks similar, you know, similar exercises out of similar exercise pools, um, you know, and, and for, for me, this is kind of my thought process, um, you know, and, and I, I liken it to like, like a baseball, like a coach baseball, like, not every person that shows up on my campus the first day, like I'm not going to just look at you one time and go like, all right, you need this thrown program and you need this thrown program and you need this thrown. Like same thing when you walk in the gym, it's going to be like, okay, well, we're going to put you in, in rotation and I'm going to watch you and I'm going to pay attention to what you do. Um, you know, and, and, and I got clients and I got, I got all different types of clients. I got clients that, you know, go four times a week religiously. I got clients that are like, I need more. And I got clients that have a hard time getting to the gym four times a week for any, like, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, throwing shade or anything like that because I don't expect for people to be as, as like committed as I am. 
because I've built that over 25 years, 30 years of, of right. being an athlete. Um, you know, and this probably ranks higher on my important sheet than it does a lot of people. So I don't, but my thing is, is like when I get people first, it's like showing them how to train. Like, this is the way that you train. If you want to be a professional, this is, you need to be in the gym four days a week. You know, this is the way that you structure your workouts. This is the way that you structure your, you know, main movements. This is the way that we structure our accessories. This is how we, how long we rest. This is what we're going for. This is what it's supposed to look like, you know? And, and if a client has a hard time getting to the gym four days a week, then they don't need super specific customized, you know, um, training programs that, you know, my thing is always like the lowest hanging fruit. So if you're only able to get to the gym three days a week, that means you're missing something. So like, right. how do we get you to not miss that thing? Okay. If you only do your main movement and an accessory or your supplemental exercise and you don't hit accessories, well, then how do we like, then it's like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's hammer out like a band circuit when you're done. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to crush you. I'm not trying to go like, you gotta do like, I'm trying to go like, what can we do that can make you get through as much or more, you know, and, and then look to build and, and, and grow upon that as opposed to like, you know, and, 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 you know, so, so first off, we're trying to get people in the gym on a program, understanding how to train, understanding how to recover, understanding how to structure their weeks, understanding how to structure their days, understanding how to structure cycles, you know, and then watch them, you know what I mean? Then watch them and watch, like, you know, you watch a guy lift and, and, and like my thing too, is like, okay, you, anybody that knows anything about training can watch somebody take a free squat and go like, you're loose in the hole. You can pause squat. Great. Like that's not a, a wrong, that's not, not a wrong, um, you suggestion. know, suggestion. Hey, you know, you, your hips look weak or, or your, your sequence is screwed up. You know, you might need a box squat or maybe we need to do a, a low box squat or maybe we need a pause pull. Like that's great. Like that might be right. But my thing is, is like, why don't we find out a way to, get the desired result without having to add in any exercises so that we can stay away from adding those exercises in for a couple of years. Like, yeah, you're a little unstable. Well, don't add chains because chains is the fourth or fifth thing you'd want to add. And you want to use that to get over a hump in two or three years. You know, I trained 10 years before I ever put chains or a band on the barbell. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like saying like, yeah, you're a little weak. Maybe you should take some testosterone. Like, or maybe you should eat four meals a day, six meals a day and sleep eight hours a day and shut up and train for eight years. Like, and then add some testosterone. If that's what you want, if that's a decision you want to make, like anybody, anybody can, can identify something and go like, yeah, like that, what you're saying might work, but, but there's lower hanging fruit than that for me. And like, if you're a good coach and you're a good lifter and you're in control of your own programming, you want to get as much out of the lowest hanging fruit as you can because you want to save those more complicated solutions for the future when you've exhausted the options of the low-hanging fruit. Like, I, I try to get my a ton, and I, like, I'm sorry to my clients, but, like, they sled drag, and they belt march, and they do leg extensions and leg curls, and they do face pulls and tricep extensions, and they do cable rows and lat pull-downs. And, like, they do down sets on bench, and they use some dumbbell pressing. And, like, Mine do, too. That's that's that, that's what that's good lifters do. That's, that's programming. What good, that's, yeah. that's what good lifters do. And then, like, you know, you get a little further along. Okay, well, now we'll add some good mornings in. You get a little further along, like, okay, now now we're not going to do banded hamstring curls. We're going to do inverse curls. You know what I mean? Like, get a little farther along. Okay, now we're going to do 
you know, floor pulse dumbbell, ex- dumbbell expansions, or we're going to do straight bar extensions when I feel like your elbows are strong enough to withstand that. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, some people, I just, like, just straight straight bar, tricep press downs. Like, your muscle doesn't know the difference. And the more that we can get out of that, you know, the more that we're going to, you know, I, I might have, you know, I, for my quad accessory or my, my, my direct leg work this week, I did, uh, like, front foot ele- elevated split squats. Like, I, that's what I need, but I'm, my training age is, you know, 20 years of high-level training. Being a perfect college and professional athlete, you know, somebody else can just do three sets of leg extensions and get the same amount and save that other shit for the future. And that's something that I think that people miss on a lot is, is they, you know, you hop into a conjugate deal and you want to have like a bow bar with front bands and then you want to be doing, you know, and that's just not necessary with everybody's training age and, and you're doing too much. You know what I mean? Like if the first time you walk in the gym and you put a hundred pounds on your total in the first year, but you you're on testosterone and you're taking orals and you're doing all this different stuff. Like you probably would have done all of that without any of that other stuff. And then you've, totally dulled the blade of what that actually might do for you in the future if you choose to take it you know what i'm saying and that's that's one of the things that that i think that people miss on so like for my clients it's more about like set routine learning how to follow it learning how to recover learning how to go to the gym and do all those things you know and then just build off of that and then build into you know okay well well you know you're a little bit more advanced in this department so let's add these like your, your hamstrings are getting strong let's add some inverse curls in you know once every three cycles and kind of see how that feels type of deal, you know, and, and I think that's a beneficial, beneficial thing for like, I got people who do bang good mornings and then I got people who do good mornings on the bell squat. And then I got people who do regular SSB good mornings for their, you know, and it's, it's the same thing. It's just different levels of that specific exercise pool that I try and pull from, you know, and most people are novices and most people will just benefit from trying to build muscle on their body and being consistent with that. And spending time under the bar and just training. Like most people don't need crazy stuff. No. That's my opinion. No. You can run, and, run with it. <laughs> um, agree on most of what you're saying. Um, I do think, obviously, everyone programs, you know, p- coaches who program are all going to program differently and, and they're all going to have different reasons for the ways that they program. And like you said, they're going to have, um, you know, their exercise pool that they're going to choose from. Um, the way that I handle any lifter is, is going to be the same initially in that I'm going to throw them in. And just like you said, I'm going to evaluate, I'm going to look, I'm going to see what they're doing. I'm going to see where the breakdowns are happening. I'm going to see when, the breakdowns are happening um and before anything happens in terms of programming i'm gonna fix technique right i I, there's 99 99.9 percent of lifters can fix something oh yeah i can fix i can fix something dave can fix something everyone can fix something okay and some of that and some of that is like like, as you get farther along, or once you get past basic stuff, some of that is just going to come from getting a stronger body. Right. And, that and that's was, something yeah. that people. That's something that people don't make get. it look pretty, John. Goddamn right. That's. But that's something that I think that people miss on, is they don't. They don't grasp the concept of like, 
just keep squatting. Keep doing your back extensions. Keep doing, keep doing, it. doing your abs. Keep learning how to keep breathe. It. And like, it's gonna look better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's it's like like I taught my daughter. You know my my daughter. Somebody taught her how to do a cartwheel on her first day of gymnastics, and she just did a hundred cartwheels, and the hundredth looked better than the first because she just did a hundred of them. Like your five hundred squats gonna look better than your third. That's just I mean that that's that that's that's part of you know, intermuscular coordination and shit like that, that I think that people miss on. They're in a hurry to like walk in the gym and see a newbie and go like, you need to do like, yeah, no shit, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. That that squat doesn't look very good. Just keep squatting, man. Like your, your body, your body knows how to do it. It'll eventually get to the right spot. It will. Um, but so that's the first thing that, that needs to be addressed. Um, and if lowest hanging fruit, the lowest hanging fruit, but here's, the thing that's the same for the for the person who's never competed or never lifted a weight or the person who's been doing it for 25 years because that person for 25 years probably needs things adjusted as well right we think anyone that when my deadlift last week talked about widening my my grip out so that my hips had a chance and i could get my chest up and i i didn't tell you this but i pulled the other day and i was like your boy might be about to pull a big pr because it's like for once i like as soon as I pull my chest through, the bar's just like floating, and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, well, well I just because bring my hips here, and it's, it's when over. your hands when your hands are when your hands are a little bit wider, it makes it a little bit easier to load your lats. So once you load your lats harder, the bar the bar yeah, pulls you actually, off the floor. Get your chest through. So I'm like, like the the bar's off the ground. I just bring my hips here, and it's over. That's it. Sweet. Exactly. So it's like, um, but, but, but I mean, like you know, we've been trying to figure my deadlift out forever, and it's like so, and that's super low hanging fruit. But I can, I might get no stronger and pull a 30 pound PR. I hope I do. That, that, that's legit. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can have someone not get not get a, a percentage stronger, but you can fix something te- technically, technically, and they're 25 pounds stronger. Right. There, there you go. <laughs> I did the same thing. For, Mike said the same thing. I did the same thing for him last week. I noticed his hands were a little close. So why don't you scoot your hands out a little bit? And it was night and day. Right, because yeah, well, you better pull some this weekend, Mikey. Yeah. Talking about it. <laughs> um, so that's always, 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 always going to be first and foremost is is addressing technique because everyone needs it. Um, second thing is based on watching, right, right and having an eye, a, a coach's eye. I can see, and I'm sure, and I'm not saying I'm the only one. Other coaches obviously can too. Um, but I can see where things are breaking down and what's weak. So if you're not able to push back in, in the beginning of a squat, right, that's probably weak glutes, weak hamstrings, weak core. Yeah, right? nothing so to push into. Yeah. Th- you got nothing to push into. Um, if your knees are collapsing on the way down or, you, or you're shifting your body weight forward, your hips aren't strong enough to stay open, your hamstrings aren't strong enough to put you in the right position. All right. If you're collapsing out of the hole, your hips are shooting up out of the hole, you know, when you're squatting that you lost your lats. Right. So all of those yeah. things are going to come. Good coaches are going to be able to see those things. So if you if you're seeing those technical breakdowns, then you're able to see a weakness. All right. That's great. You need to identify the weakness first. However, I don't think there's anyone in the world who can't use stronger hips. Stronger glutes. Well, well, that's that's stronger the point. Lats, what, stronger upper back. If you're worth a shit as a coach, what you're identifying, you better already be doing anyways. So right, like, exactly. Well, so that that was going to be nothing but hamstring work. Like, that was going to be my my next my next point where I don't necessarily grade accessory 
movements or or exercises in terms of novice, intermediate, elite, right? So if I new new person comes to the gym, they have weak hamstrings. The you know we want to we want to hit it a little bit harder than hamstring curls. Yeah, I may have that person inverse curl, right? But I'll give them a super super strong band, right? I'll give them a large. Why? Because I want them to learn that movement because in my opinion, an inverse curl is a much more beneficial movement than a hamstring curl, right? Oh, yeah. So, so it, even if they're going to use a, a stronger band to make it easier, I'd rather them, I'd rather them work with or, or implement the, the more difficult exercises with a little bit of, of a, a modification, yeah. Then yeah. just then just say here, go leg curl, go leg extension, go do. Well, yeah. I mean, once they get to a certain point, right. I'm always gonna have like the inverse curls in there, like you know, every other, every two out of every three cycles, it's in on one of my days. Yeah. So I'm always doing inverse curls. Like I'm always doing either inverse curl or glute hammers. One of those will always mm -hmm. be in there yeah. because I think it's that I think it's that important. But yeah, you're 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 100 right. I mean, but you know, you've got to give people time to to, to, to acclimate themselves to training, 100%. and then you you've got to you know, and then sometimes sometimes like the the days I walk out of the gym when my hamstrings are the most sore, since we're talking about hamstrings, are the days I do, I did five sets of 50 band leg curls with a green band the other day, hooked around the deadlift platform, and I did it, I did five sets in four minutes, and that was my hamstring work, and like. My hamstrings were killing me. Toasted. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it was the best work, but it was a different kind of work. It was a different right. kind of stimulus. And then now, you know, the next wave, it'll be something heavier. And then I'll probably do higher rep back extensions instead of lower rep reverse hypers. Right. You know, because you're attacking stuff at different angles. You know, I mean, different angles, different, different angles, different rep ranges, yeah. different different and loads. That's the part of that's the part of training. Like it's all gonna make you stronger if you're progressing in it. That was gonna be that was gonna be my my, yeah. ne my next piece of it was with your exercise selection, right? Yes, it matters in a way, right? But as long as there is some kind of progression from week to week, then your your athletes are going to be making making strides in the right direction, right? If you just turn around and always program three sets of, three sets of fifteen, you know, leg curls, then you know eventually yeah a leg curl's great and all but eventually if there's no progression yeah the, 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 you're eventually get, gonna it, it's not gonna do what, what you yeah, want you, you want to get people to a point to where the leg the leg leg curl is not something that they can do all the time like you want to get right. that that that's or, like something we add in like okay for this three week wave we're gonna get a ton of reps online leg curl but like but we rdl beforehand yeah Right. Or, so, or or the other part of the deal too that I try and explain to people is like like you you like that's a safer exercise to get a ton of volume in. Right. So like it you know, it can be hard exercise, hard exercise, so sick you know, it just depends on where you're at in the training cycle and what you're trying to do. Of course. You know, and, 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 and you know, it might be like, okay, so for this specific like for an example, if I was gonna do leg curls I, for me personally, I would be doing like, because I always do something on the belt squat, I would be doing like 
belt squat GMs or hip thrusts where I'm pushing back into my glutes and I'm going to get a ton of heavy volume and I'm going to walk off that like with my low back cooks and my my uh, hamstrings cooked. So then I go do three, three or four sets of leg, line leg curls and I'm done. And yeah, then I go do exactly. my reverse hypers. I get some extra hamstring work in and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. Exactly. We're good. So like, it, you know, but that's, that's me. Who's got a, a pretty, you know, I mean, I, I by no stretch of imagination, I'm a world-class lifter, but like I, 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 I am a world-class trainer. Like I do train my ass. Off. Like, you know yes. that, like, like the volume that I do is insane. So like, you know, what I've had to put myself through to get where I'm at and, you know, is, is more than the average person puts themselves through. So like I, I structure my training different than other people, but I, I try to get my clients to get more with less. And that's something. And one thing that I was going to touch on, and this was part of the conversation I told people is like, like I say, um, I'll also like watch somebody lift and go like, okay, your core's weak. So every time you come in, I want you to activate this. I want you to do three sets of moderate weight side bends. I want you to do some good girl, bad girl, a couple sets, nothing crazy, but just get some work in. And then when you're done, I want you to do planks or farmer's walks. And then I'll just shut up and watch and see how many times they do it. And like. Because here's the thing, because you can write whatever you want. You can program it. It can be the best written out, best planned week, best planned cycle, best planned prep. If they, they, clients, team members, don't take what you're saying and implement that, yeah. then it's no longer on you. No. No, and, and it's our job to give them something on their plate that they can eat and finish. Right. right. And, like, not everybody, like, a lot of these people that I coach, they just, they want to go in the gym, they want to squat all those Sundays, takes an hour for us to get through squats. And then they want 25 minutes worth of accessory exercise and a handshake. And that's cool. Like, we can work with that. You know you what I mean? They want to come on bench night, bench for 45 minutes, and they want to do 35 minutes worth of accessory work, and they want a piece. I want to go, I want to go see my kids. And that's cool. That's you know it. what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, and it's our job to get them ready for, for like, what, you know, to give them a chance to prepare them for what they can do in the future. Right. But that's, that's going to take time to get them to that point. And, and, you know, you and I, like, you weren't always there. Like, you I mean, you probably did West Side for Skinny Bastard. You're in the gym three days a week. You know what I mean? And you did this, that, and the other, and you squatted, and you, you know. I mean, every time, the, the three, four times that you and I have actually trained in the same gym together, you've gotten done with accessories and been like, I'm going to the Mexican restaurant. I'll see you in 15 yeah. minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to go do some accessories. I'll be yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when we were in Ohio, I was done, I was done 20, I was done 25 minutes before you waited. Like, come on. 12.05, we're good. Yeah, see ya. Twelve, but but my point though is, is like, and you, and then then you're gonna have people who are who get totally bored with the same stuff right. up every week. So like, right. you gotta move stuff around for those people. You have, have to. to, have to. But but what I will say with all all of that is, I keep things pretty standard because the things that I'm putting in. Are are going to help everyone? Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So so we squatted on Sunday. Yesterday we squatted. We had um, uh, new kid 
Uh, new kid, Jeff, super strong. He's actually a USA, USAPL lifter, right? But guess what? It works too. Um, Christy and Rob, right? Everyone's squatting, but everyone's at a different point in their year, right? So they're all going to squat together because we're a team, but everyone's not doing the same exact thing, right? Rob took, Rob, Rob's just started a, a prep. He's in the middle of a circumax. So he took something like 450 pounds of band tension. He took, he took an average and two lights to 400 pounds of band tension. On each uh, yeah, three, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there, yeah. whatever. Christy took a little bit less band tension, one, because she squats a little bit less, and two, she's in her off season. And Jeff, Jeff is not in, into his meat prep yet, so he took the same amount as Christy because their squats are roughly the same. He's a raw squatter, she's, she's a gear lifter, right? So everyone's doing the same, everyone's following the same plan. Um, what is, oh, is Taylor? Tailored it for us is the AR, right? So if if we're taking a Buffalo bar versus versus bands, everyone's taking a Buffalo bar versus bands. If if they if their squat is up to par and they are with the group, if not, they're going to be off on the side. I'm going to be working with them a little bit closer. And my goal is to have everyone in the group yeah. is to have a yeah. a ten person rotation and everyone's in the group, but. That's not how it always works. Nope. So you got some people on in one rack. You got some people in another mono. You got people yeah, in the big mono. That's, yeah, Everyone's okay. working. Yeah, you, you, you're going to deadlift or, you know, we switch yeah. our days around. Yeah. And it's going to be tailored to that, to that person. Yeah. Where yeah, like I got, I got an old, an old guy, an older guy. I say, Dave, I love you. And it's like, he, he can't free squat. He is like, I mean, his, his free squat goes up when we box squat, but I don't, I, he free squats very infrequently. Because it wrecks them. So it's like yesterday the group, they did safety bar squat, free squat. Like I wanted to test. I want to see where everybody was at. He just did safety bar squat to a box. No problem. Like slide the box in, slide the That's box it. out. Rob, like I got Rob some said, people to do tempos. So, you know, I got some people to do like, You're going to do tempo safety bar squats as a max ever. You're going to do these. This person's going to do pause and this person's going to do, you know, a free, you know. So that's, I mean, it just, like I said, but they're using the same bar. They're doing the same thing. You they're doing the same thing, but it's tailored to where they are in their yeah. prep or where they are in their training, where they are in their strength yeah. levels and where they are in, like you said, in, exactly in, right. in their training age. But everyone's going to benefit from Buffalo Bar versus, chain, versus bands to a box. And, 100%. and no one's, no one's going to give me enough information for me to feel otherwise. That's right. So unless you're four weeks out and you're taking a straight bar or I don't feel you're you're ready to be box squatting with a buffalo bar with ar more so just the ar more so, more so the AR. ar right yeah. but I, i've had people who, who've never squatted not once in their life come in on a squat day and it's like well all right well you're not going with the group i'm gonna need to work with that person a little bit closer and make sure that that they can box squat their body weight before we throw a buffalo bar on their back versus you know 100 pounds of bands. I mean, we're just not going to do that. Um, but everyone can benefit from that. Everyone can benefit from inverse curls, from reverse hypers, from weighted, <coughs> weighted glute hams, from back raises, from, you know, McGill's, from crock rows, from chest supported rows. Those are movements that should be implemented in everyone's training. Yeah, you're, I do them. You're not, you're not too good to do the basics. 
No like, one I'm is. Not, you're not. Hoff's not. I mean, I'm not in your category, but nobody's too good to do the basics. I, I guarantee you that if Dave came on and Dave told us what he did with his training, it would look very similar to you and I. Yeah. Yeah, they, because, he structures his west side a little bit differently than yeah. I do and that you do, but but in ter- I'm talking. I'm talking more about accessory movements. Yeah. I it, accessory movements are to make you stronger, right? So. And, and 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 the thing that's important is with that is just the effort that you put in. Well, that was going to be the last thing that I that I touched upon. Um, is that, and someone I I forgot who said it. But someone said it. You can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. I can tell you how how hard to push something, right? But. It's it's your it's your choice whether you're one gonna listen and two actually follow through and do it. Right? Yeah, and I tell so, people to train with me all the time and it's like the pace that I do and the intensity that I do and then like very rarely are they like, Holy shit, the weight you know, 'cause I don't like I don't go crazy. like if I'm if I'm barbell rowing, I'm using two forty five, two sixty five. But I'm like when you put the bar down, I got the bar back in my hands, I'm switching grips, you know, like I'm super- that when I train, I superset everything. Anyone that's ever trained with me knows that I'll, I'll in in forty five minutes, I'll hit thirty five sets. Yeah. You know, of, of total, just because I'm going to do one thing, I'm 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 going I'm to triple set, I'm going to do a quad, you know, whatever. I'm going to get as most the the most amount of work in to achieve the goal of the day as possible. So. If the goal of the day is to, we're benching, okay, we benched heavy, now we need to get our triceps stronger, and then we need to get blood flow in everywhere. All right, so then we're going to bench, then we're going to do some safety bar JMs, and then once the safety bar JMs are over, it is a, it's almost like a race to see how many sets we can get in within a certain amount of time, at least for me, right? That's a little bit more like how I do my, my speed day. Because I'm not as physically strong as you, so like my speed days, it's like an like it's just like bam, 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 bam. My heavier days is going to be faster, but like more like you know, like yesterday I did three sets of belt squats paused, then right into three sets of uh, foot uh, front foot elevated uh, split squats, and then inverse curls for three sets, reverse hypers for three sets, abs for four sets, and then I did my finisher. I walked around. The, I basically walked around the building with a safety bar on my back with 185 on there, like a couple times. And that was terrible. <laughs> so it's like, but like, but my speed lower day is like, I set the bar down for my deadlift. I do a set of good mornings. I strip the bar. I do another set of good mornings. I strip the bar. I do another set of good mornings. Then I walk over and I do uh, three a set of reverse hypers. Go do abs. Set of reverse hypers. Do abs. Set of reverse hypers. Do abs. Lay down do three sets of hamstring curls or five sets of hamstring curls with 20 seconds rest, get up and then march on the belt squat for five minutes. And I'm like, when I get off the belt squat, I can't walk. You're and I somehow, I somehow in there, I mix in neck work and grip work. So like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, boom, the boom, amount of volume, boom, boom. the amount of volume you do is crazy, but also, you know, in your head, if you're like, I need to push this a little bit heavier, what that means yeah but you're also going to actually push it a little bit heavier yeah. right so if i tell i know right and i don't even know if she's on but i know if i tell chrissy that after we after we squatted i need you to do a hundred sets of leg of sled drag she'll do it yeah. i would never 
tell her to do that, but she would do it and it would be to the to the highest level or to, to whatever art exactly. Integrity. It, integrity. But there's other there's there's other there's other people on the Just team where check the box. Yeah, I, I did the sled drive. I did it. Oh, you know, I did. I did. I did sled drive. Oh no, I did my McGills. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, I forgot planks. Oh oh, I forgot my grip work. Oh oh, I didn't do any of my band work. All right, no, it's written. If you choose to not do it, that's on you, guy. Oh, I I tell people all the time, like I that, like they'll get frustrated, and I'll just be like, who are you mad at? Exactly. I, I had a we had we had a kid. Um, he, he was a kid. He started when he, he started training with me when he was like twenty twenty one. Now he's like twenty twenty five twenty six. And he's actually th those first couple of years was he's gonna he's gonna push his main movement and then he's gonna bullshit his accessories. And what happened? Numbers did this. Yeah, got, they'll very get, slow. Get better, but... They'll get better, but there was a lot of that. You know, as soon as he started actually pushing his accessory work. To, to the level in which I want it done, yeah. right? A professional. Profe professionally done, meaning that your accessory work in, in it theory- It is more important than your main work. It should also be harder. I, that's, that I, didn't, I wasn't mistaken when I said that. No, your accessory work should be harder than your main movement. Done harder, done faster. Done harder, done, yeah. you, should be, you should be- the only, the only set maybe is your top set, maybe. Yeah, but your top set takes four seconds. I'm saying in terms of like how you feel yeah. afterwards. You're a little scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Sure. <laughs> but you should be absolutely gassed yeah. by the time you're done with your accessory work. And if you're not, unfortunately, the only person to blame is That's yourself, right. because because if it was written. It's written for a reason, whether it whether I'm your coach, Andy's your coach, or someone else's your coach. Someone wrote it for a reason. So if you're going to choose to not push it in the way that, one, it was prescribed, or two, that it, or two in your head, you know you should be pushing it, then it's on you. And, and all of those things, I think, are what make a good program, but – you if you kind of zoom out and you really look in um it all boils down to the lifter yeah adherence compliance but but this brings us back full circle right because like what it talks about is like is like initially i'm like, like the first thing i look for is like how to teach a lifter how to train right and how to train is to eat, eat the shit that's on your plate eat it like this is what's on my plate let me knock this out today and then let me recover and do it again on Tuesday, and right. then on Thursday, and then on Saturday, and then show back up Sunday to squat again. You know, and it's like you start learning how to do that, and then you start adding more to the plate, and then that's when the lifter starts making jumps. Right. But if the lifter's just doing like, yeah, I did some accessories, or yeah, I did this. Let me check this box. Like that's okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. And like I'm not hating on you because this is a hobby sport, man. Like, and you should. But like what I'm saying to you is, is like. As a coach, you need to be meeting lifters where they're at. Right. And when they need more, you need to either be there to give them more or you need to explain to them that they don't need more. Because I like I have this I have a, a client, he's one of my favorite people, and he's always like, Yeah, I'm doing extra. And I'm like, You don't need to do extra. You need to the do the fuck shit that you're you supposed are. to do hard. The fuck you, you are. Do because if you're doing extra, 
if you're doing extra, you're not doing what I tell you to do at the, the way that, that I want it done. Exactly right. I'm like, just do what's on your sheet harder. M manage your rest periods more strict. Put more weight on the bar. Slow down. Speed up. Like what, you know, do it harder. Because those people, like, I put them with me, and I'm like, how long it take you to do your speed lower? And he's like, well, it took me about an hour and 45 minutes. I was like, well, sweet. I squatted more than you, twice as much as you squatted with twice as much AR, and I pulled twice as much as you did, and I did more volume, and I did a good mornings when you didn't even do good mornings, and I was done in 58 minutes. Like, right. Like, so, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm giving you something that you can digest in an hour, get it done in an hour. Like, train hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it done. I don't want it done in an hour and 45 yeah, minutes we, because we need to do like do what you're supposed to do harder. And I give them ranges. I give all my people like three to five sets, three to five sets, three to five sets. The only thing that's capped is the main stuff. Yeah. Do it, do it hard. No, do I, it hard. I tell them and, I, and there'll be times where I'll say, I want this done for working sets of 12, meaning, meaning, your, your first set doesn't fucking count because it's too light. If it's too right. light. Yeah. Right. Or I'll say, I just want four sets of 12. Yeah. Different depending on the time, the programming, sure. who we're talking about. So all of those things are playing playing into it and all go into, into programming, but it all comes back to accountability. Yeah. And that's the first thing. It's just like teach people how to train. That's like goes back to what I'm, I was like, learn how to train. And then do it for a year. Yeah. Because people don't understand that, like, a year is nothing in this game. A year is nothing. Like, I, I still, like, do you realize that you broke the 242 record two years ago? It feels like six weeks ago. Right. Feels like we were eating, I eat tuna nachos six weeks ago. I lost you. You're still there. Got a little excited. Yeah. And it's like, that was two years ago. Right. And imagine, like, that's it, a lifetime ago. But it's like, that was no time training. I haven't trained upper body since before Christmas. It's been three months. I know. And it's not it's not that big of a deal. Nope. You'll be not fine. even a little bit. Be totally fine. Pe pe people don't understand that. Like, no. You'll, no. And that's what I keep telling people is they're like, well, well, you know, what's going to. You're like, when are you going to squat a grand? When are you going to squat? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> when are you going to squat a grand? I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Like, But my deal is like, I've told myself for five years, like, I I got to stay healthy till I'm 43 to 45 because that's when I'm going to have the best chance to put up the biggest total. That's six year, five to seven years from now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got five to seven more years of, of getting after it, I think, before it's time for me to, you know, I'm gonna lose some body weight, and you know, I'm I'll, I might I still compete. I might bench. I might I'm, I'll probably just train and coach. Beer, I'll still be in the sport. I'll be in the sport if I die. But like, you know, so I'm like, it's a little bit easier to look at. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna squat 1050 or close to maybe maybe you know between 1050 and 11, that'd be great. And like, hopefully bench around seven and hopefully pull an eights. And like, if I can do that all in one meet, then I'll total in the 25s. And I'm giving myself yeah. time to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Not, not like, holy shit, I've got to do this in, in, in 18 months. Like, that's not, it's not even close to it. Man. It's like, not it. And, and here's the thing. It's not going to happen. I don't no, know. No, it, it doesn't work like that. I don't know who lied to, to you 
and said that it's doable, it's possible, impossible is nothing. It, that's not how it works, guys. You're not going to just start and be Dave. Because guess no, Dave, what? Dave was like good for eight years. Then he was second fiddle, and now he's the man. Right. It's like you, you were like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be really good. And you were going to be really good for a long time until you got really good, and now you're the, one of the best. You know what I mean? And it's like I remember when you were like the phenom, but it was still like you were still like going 875, 600, 775. You know what I mean? And then it was like 950, 650, 800. Right. And then it was, you know, a thousand sometimes, you know, Sometimes I bench, sometimes I leave. Well, but it's like I, there, there's seasons of this shit where you went from being like top 20 in the world to top 10 in the world to regularly top five in the world to now you're one of the best two in the world regardless of the weight class. But like people like people thought you were always at the top, and it's, that's just not the way that, that it works. It, it, it's like and it, even with you who's got supreme genetics, I mean even with Hoffs, like Hoff was like, yeah, he's really good, but he's still behind like those – he's still behind the – Donnie's and the, and the, you know, the, the Rantanen's and like all, all those guys that were like top level lifters until Hoff, like, and he was still one of the best of all time. Right. And then like, then he, then like, you know, 2012, 2000 or 10, 2010, 2011, he started ripping out all time, ripping off all time world record. And here's the other thing. He, he got there slow and that's why he's been there for 10 years. Like right. that's why he's been the man for 10 years. Cause he didn't, he didn't hit the speed. He didn't hit the, the nitrous button to get to a 1200 pound squat. He just worked the system and then it was sustained. And he, talk, he talks about, it. he talks about conquering numbers. Like I didn't borrow numbers. I didn't rent numbers. I owned those numbers. And then he owned them and owned them and owned them, owned them to the point to where like your boy has a bad day and goes like, yeah, I didn't have a very good day. I went 1234, 975, 800. Like no problem. I right. just beat everybody. You know what I mean? Like that's a right. bad day. Like, yeah. you hope to catch him slipping on a bad day, and then you have a really good day, and then you beat him. Like, that's what you hope. You know what I mean? Right. But that's right. because he's paid the price for 10 years to get here, for 15, 20 years, behind the scenes, doing his accessory work, building this base that he's had. And that's how that's that's how you have sustained success at the top versus just, like, borrowing and, and renting your way to the top. There's very few people who have been in a – prolonged for a long period of time top 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 two top three top five there's not very, very many ed there's cone. not very many of us there's not very you, many of us you ed cone larry pacifico um dave you know chuck dave like on the raw side dan john hack like the we're, like i mean but you know we're talking about but you're you know, Donnie, you're talking about those guys, but then it's like, like Panora, like, yeah, he, I mean, he was really good raw and, and gear, but like, he wasn't at the top of gear forever. And he wasn't at the top of raw forever. He was no, there. Right. And, but and like, that's not taking, Andre, that's not taking anything away from those, those, those people. Right. But there is a big difference. And, and maybe, maybe this gets a little people butthurt, but there's a big difference putting up a big total once or twice for one or two years than doing it for 15 years, yep. meet after meet after meet, year after year yep. after year. There's yep. a big difference, guys. And what you 
should be doing is you should be looking at those people who have done it and say, okay, what do they do? What is the thing that separates those people from, not from everyone else, because they're already, those people are already separate, but those people who have been at a high level, number one, number two, top five, top three, for 10 years, compared to the guys and, and girls, guys and girls What's too. Up? Um, what up? Um, that, have, that were only there for three meets. Yeah, Laura. We didn't even say Laura. There yeah, like, I mean, that, but like, she's the goat of all goats. So. Right. So, so, but it's, so, yeah, you're you're 100 right. Like, what what sets them apart from the average person at that that level? And it's like, it's the training. It's the training. It's the training. It, it's the training. It, it's the training one, but it's the how the training is approached. Yep. Brian, Brian Carroll. We didn't yeah. talk about him. Brian, I mean, Brian. Brian. Great. Was was that was that you know at the top of sport for a long time. Yeah. Right. Up until very recently. Yeah. 15 years. Exactly. You know, so what, what are all of, all of the, you know, those people over here, what are we doing versus the, the, I call them flash in the pan. What, what are, you got the flash in the pants. You got the, or the people that, that have been, you know, top three for, for 10 years. I'm, I'd rather listen to the latter. I'd rather be. Yeah, no, you know, and no disrespect, man, because it's hard to put up a big total. So if you put up a big total, you earned it. Like, oh, we're not trying to say. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not taking but that we're away. We're talking but about just like what I. There's the difference. Able to do, there's yeah, the like, difference. Like, I had a bad meet in December, in my opinion, and I had 30 pound total PR. Like, I, I totaled something in December that I could have never totaled two years before on my best day, and it was a bad day. Right. So it's like. If your bad days are still PRs, then your training is good, because you're not always going to have good days because this sport's really hard, and there's a lot of variables. In place. I went 28.65 in July, and I went four for nine. That's my point. Yeah, I went 29. I went 28.70 in September, and I went four for nine. Yeah, I went. I had a 40-pound total. Well, I went one. I went five for nine. I went five for nine. I had a 20-pound total PR. And you know what pissed me off? You're right, five for nine. I told Leah this the other day, if I just would have known this and taken a third deadlift, I'd have got a WPO invite. Because it was there. I just didn't take it because I didn't want to get hurt. Right, right, right. So that's been going. I just wanted to make sure I PR total. But if I just would have taken seven for 20, I got a WPO. My my gloss burner is like three points below the lowest person that got an invite. Oh, Really? Yeah, it's right. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, fuck them. You don't want to invite. I, I want an invite. I just. Want I know to you want to do it. I got something going. Uh, we'll total, I love we'll it. Total twenty three, you know, hopefully above twenty two fifty, and uh, and then it'll be a, a done. You know, that'll be a five fifty gloss burner. There we so. go. There it is. We went there over. We said we're, we're gonna hard hard deadline at eight o'clock. Well, I know. We went over. Whatever. <laughs> it happens. All right, boys and girls. Um. We will be back next week at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for the next episode of the State of the Union. But this episode, sponsored by Burn County Barbell, BCB Training Systems, the Go Hard Barbell, Wicked Wolf Beard Co. We'll catch you we will guys see later. Everyone, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for t- turning in. Love you, Pally. Bye, guys. Love you, bud. Love you, bud.